Hello and welcome to another brand new episode of Big Bad Books, where where we read them so you don't have to. Nice. Now nailed that read, mate. Thank you. Um, I've been telling a lots of people recently about um, what it's like to host auditions because there's lots of interviews happening at the school where I work. Uh Hello, by the way, I'm Declan. Hi, Isaac. Isaac. You remember us from last week? Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you know the you know the drill. there's lots of interviews going on at my school and it's like, I've never had to interview someone really, uh-huh. but I have had to host auditions. And I was telling them about um, a particular person called Ricky. Oh, we'll just name him. <laughs> well, I'm not giving a surname. You might listen. <laughs> I hope not. I hope so. But um, who, who auditioned for a play that I hosted and did a, a particularly lascivious read yeah. of a character. Not normally one known for the lasciviousness, but I guess that's acting. It's I, well, trying to the make thing- who can be the next pervert. Well, the thing is, is that he was doing it for a read for a character played by Kevin Spacey. So in a way, he was ahead of his oh, time. Oh, fuck. He knew something we didn't. Yeah. And I, I think I do remember saying he's not actually a nonce, the character. Yeah. I wasn't making More any claims you. about Spacey himself. Um, you know, and I was like, could you maybe just do this as a... As, a, as someone just, who somebody, sleeps with adults. A, <laughs> primarily. But, you know, he's a bit slimy. He's a bit of a, he's a, bit of yeah, a prick. But he's not, he's not actually a pedophile. Yeah. And he just sort of stood there nodding going, yeah. Yep, yep. Doing Nodded, the face where it's like, yeah, little, no, I totally get that. Took get a minute that. to sort of centre himself. That's really interesting, actually, because I was, I was going to try... <laughs> that was my other... I, yeah, I was going to do that one after, so if I could go again. And then immediately, as soon as he launched into it, did the exact same pedo read, same <laughs> stance, same voice. Did he up Ch- any of the any of the stakes? If anything, he, he made him more of a nonce yeah, than so. ever before. Um, so I, it's good to know that I've nailed that first time and I don't have to go through the embarrassment of, of, of that process. Do. Absolutely not. It's been a... It's been a small while, it's a little bit longer than normal. What we would call a brief departure from the normal scheduling. That's it. And yeah. that's, um, it's as much our fault as it is theirs, to be honest, because I didn't see anyone else pick up the baton and start doing their own big bad books. No listener offered to buy me a house. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> no listener offered to pay my extortionate yeah. phone bill for all the 4G I used. <laughs> when you were internet. When I had no internet. Yeah, look, what happened was we moved flats. Uh, at separate times um, and to very disparate places yeah. may I say <laughs> floors apart <laughs> and there was a big outage was, we call it the big outage actually when we refer to it now it was mm. a difficult time for all of us it was difficult for me to hear about um, just imagining someone without internet does something to me that I, Sends a I daren't describe on no. this medium but we're back and that's the important thing and we're launching right back in to you know it you love it it's Ernest Klein's Ready Player 2 and it's a book that I never thought of as as having the kind of staying power in my psyche that it's had because over these weeks, months that we've not been engaging with it, it's just been like at the back of my mind, like ticking away. The seven shards of the siren soul, like we, what's going to happen next? And and what the fact that we've told? only got six left. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Because we we found one. We did. It was on a grave. No, 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 it wasn't any, nowhere no, near a grave. It was grave. okay. What happened was this: it was an egg. Wow, yeah. wow himself. Way he didn't find it. it. He didn't find it. Instead, it was found by someone called Lahengrin. The, the O is, is a zero. zero. Yeah. Um, who hosts a, a show called The Lowdown, wow. where the first O is also a zero, but not the second. Not the second. That's that would how be, you can tell that if would you're be crass. A normie. Yeah, um, and she found it. 
and she showed Wade. Oh. He was doing, you might remember, he was doing a, an ominous wizard pose. Well. I've been practicing it because there's a, there's a mirror in our lift, and so every time I'm in there, straight into the OWP. I thought it I had that it vibe down. in there sometimes, that energy of. You'll probably feel a lingering. Yeah. yeah. If you get in up to six or eight hours after I've been in there doing the OWP, yeah. you'll still feel a bristling. I, and, and indeed, I do. And now I know what it is. Yeah. Um, so he was doing that, and then he just sort of like makes himself visible and is like, oh. Yep. Got ya. And then she takes him. And basically what happens is they go to... It's like a digi version of some lady's bedroom. Yeah, Kira Morrow. But not... It's not really because she was only there for about 10, 10 minutes. minutes herself. Um, and it's just what a bunch of old dudes who wanted to fuck her thought it might have looked like. Yeah. Um, but what they did Sonic know was... on the wall. A big Sonic fan. Yep. <laughs> she's, a huge, she's a huge Doctor Who and yeah. Lord of the Rings fan. Um and then there was a sort of, there was a, a version of There Is A Light That Will Never Go Out by The Smiths playing. I believe it was the version by The Smiths. Um, that's the one, the original. Um, and then there was a light that it did go out. It sort of came up and it burned. It feels and like, and then, the technique irony. That was the shard. That was the shard itself. Lohengrin couldn't pick it up because she could she's not. not the heir to the siren's soul. That's only Wade. And he picked it up. And then what happened in the last chapter is he picked it up and then he saw a sort of vision yep. of Kira's past. Um, but he was a bit like, oh, hang on a minute. How's this happening? What's this? And like he thought about it in a bunch of really interesting detail where he was like, well, it couldn't be a floppy disk recording because <laughs> they didn't have the 973 analog camera. It couldn't have been a TikTok because yeah. I had those deleted. Yeah. Um, and so we don't know what it was. We don't know what it was. It was, was a techno mystery. Wow. Which is a genre that I think Ernest is pioneering. <laughs> He's huge. Yeah. Um, and then... Lehengren's like, so you said there was some sort of billion dollars up for grabs? <laughs> and so he he gives her a billion dollars. Yeah. He gets the HUD up. Yeah, and yeah. He just, the billion HUD. And he goes in, gives her, gives her a billion coin. And then he also gives her a whole man to manage the coin oh, for yeah, her. I about that. He just is like, listen, it's no, it's difficult being rich. Yeah. It's really it hard. It's really Let's hard. Let's just take a moment because it's just been Remembrance Day and one, one group that we didn't remember is the rich. If we could just spend 10 seconds just just in their honour. Fruity, 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 fruity. Thanks for all you do, guys. That was good, yeah. Thanks for um, all you do. Like, to, just today, Elon Musk sort of saying... Go on. Well, did you not see? No. Well, Bernie, Bernie Sanders, he did a tweet where he said, He's not having simple as, he said, it. simple as, the rich um, need to pay their fair share. That's, oh, what, he, that's what he said. Of course so, he did. So Elon Musk popped Play onto Twitter. Record, Bernie. And he said, no, he said, I keep forgetting that you're still alive, is what he said <laughs> oh, to him. That's um, good. And everyone was like, yes, <laughs> king. Yeah. And then he replied too. to himself saying like, just you want me to sell more stock, Bernie? Say the word. It's like, yeah, okay, that is, then that is what he. That wants. is what he said. Yeah. Um, so the super, yeah, he was like, it's hard, very, very difficult being rich. Here's a guy. He'll help you to be rich, uh, well. Yeah. Um, and then he had a dream, and this dream it yeah, was, it was musical, shock it? full of symbolism. Yeah, it was like but Cooper's dream. Let me better. let me tell you what happened in this dream because I don't want people to forget the I, symbolism. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be important. He and, was, and it's going to come back up later, almost certainly. He was stood in in Anorak's office, and he was wearing the robes of Anorak. Of course, he of was. course, of course, he fucking was. Um, but he had his, he had Wade's face rather than Parzival's. The, fa- the face of Wade. The face of Wade. Okay. And he was standing over the big red button that 
destroys the Oni and the and Oasis racist. and all of it yeah, and just yeah. gets rid. Um, and he was standing over a button. Okay. That's so important because what button. happened then is that that Salt and Pepper appeared. Oh. The band, not the not, not, the, the, not the not the spices, yeah. <clears throat> not the seasonings, um, and they started singing their song. Ah, push it, <laughs> push it, about real button, good about the button. I think. If oh, you think about it, push it. I didn't even. I don't know if that's what Salt and Pepper I didn't even were that. I originally they were just, singing. I think they were talking about fucking. Well, possibly, but I again because like, Wade's a horny guy. But we don't know that they didn't mean push the Oasis button. You we haven't asked. That. We could ask. They're probably dead. Maybe. Um, and then what happened was he pushed it, yeah. but then Salt and Pepper they disappeared, and then up popped, done their part. Up popped Men at Work, Colin Hayes Men at Work, and they started singing their song. It's a mistake. Overkill. Oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> neither, neither do I. I actually don't know that no, one. No, I don't. And I, I probably am the biggest Colin Hay fan that there is. There is no greater on And Earth. I've never heard of it, it's a mistake. Um, so, yeah, and then... There must he, have been another song by another band he could have p- picked to illustrate the idea that you'd he have was thought, going for him. You'd have thought. But what, but what he did was he Googled It's a Mistake, and, and that, that was, was just the first one that came up. Yeah. So, uh, and that was basically the end of the chapter, yeah. I believe. Well, you missed one crucial detail, oh, which no. is that he... He lets himself get crushed by the same trailers that crushed his aunt to death. Uh, well, I mean, that, the symbolism there is clear because that was his fault. Yeah, well, it, it, was, <laughs> it was then and it is now. But he, I didn't try to run. I didn't even move. I just stood there and let justice How big take of him? its course. Well, it was all a dream. He's good. He likes, to, he likes to do that thing of like just allowing himself to be punished and making that feel like that's good. And that makes up for the fact that all these things were his fault. For me, it's like, don't do the things in the first place. Don't. Rather than just let a don't push truck fall Don't on push you. a huge caravan onto the road. Like, that's <laughs> Which, what I would... This is a great bit of revisionism, but we're saying that is the official Big Bad Box line. <laughs> in Ready Player One, don't check. I, Ernest has Wade push a truck onto his I've own. got loads of aunts. And I've been <laughs> to more caravans than I'd say I've any of our I've had opportunity to murder all I, of my aunts and I've not taken And I, I haven't even once. So... Yeah. Well, you're a bigger guy than not Wade. my. <clears throat> yeah. Now, the theme for this chapter is drama, and okay. you're going to see why very quickly because dramatic doesn't even it doesn't even come close to the level of plot I'd... acceleration. It's weird that you've chosen that word then. Well, yeah, I suppose it is. I could have picked a different one, but maybe drama. Dot dot dot. Melodrama. Even more. I mean, it to me has a feeling of you know when you're on the log flume. You know when you're on the log flume? Oh, oh, hang on, give me a second. And sometimes, one of what I would consider the better crafted, in a narrative perspective, flumes, they take you, first of all, they don't be giving you any drops too, too early. No. They don't give you any drops too early. The first bit might be a whimsical portrayal of nature. You might have, like, the pastoral symphony playing and a bunny jumping across. It's the happiest elf. It's very happiest elf vibes, yeah. Yeah. And it's only... Only at a certain point when you start to see that, oh, like lightning strikes a tree and then it all goes a bit wrong, and you're like, You've been on some I've been really on some detailed log flumes in my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the one, what, the one in South End had no lightning <laughs> unless the... <laughs> What happens is the soft, easy flowing waters of nature, of, of God's nature, yeah. are replaced by the aggressive, fast flowing, tumultuous waters of man's march onto tomorrow. And it's right. as if. It's as if, you know, when you I've throw a stick even, over a... I've never even thought about the log flume as thematically <laughs> you as you. Not? No, I, I just but take it as a I bit mean. of a sort of so like, oh, my tummy's gone a bit weird. You're on the saunter, the sauntering track, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, whoosh, you just whiz and rush. It's yeah. like watching, you know, did you ever play that game Poo Sticks, like Winnie the Pooh? 
it's not a fecal game where you throw a stick over a bridge and then you watch it go under the bridge and whoever's one goes under first wins maybe I my tactic I wouldn't throw my stick very far <laughs> but what can happen sometimes is you get to see the beautiful illustration of currents and of the the ebb and flow of the lake the, the river the, mm-hmm. the stream whatever it happens to be I'm not well saying. the rainstorm and the river are my brothers Same. so yeah um, but what I'm saying is that the whole book up till now, because we're on chapter 0008, which in real life is probably about chapter 8 12 or something, yeah. And up till now, we've been on the, the soft saunter. And we're reaching it through this chapter. Our, our log is fluming ever close. What is a flume, by the way? Pardon? What is a flume? I'm pretty sure it's just a, just a, a big thing that conveys water. Things. No, but a flume is what you have in a... Is it, oh, no, that's a float in a parade. Yeah. Yeah. It's the flume, the bit of water. <laughs> the, 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 I'm on a flume in the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> Woohoo! I don't know what Because you can have is. like a flume, like you go down in like a dinghy, like the flume sort of slides. So the flume is the thing that logs in? I, I think so. Because log is not modifying flume then. No, no, no. It's just that a log happens to be in a flume. Yeah, maybe. No, no, no I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think a flume is a thing that goes down a hill. <laughs> a wet hill descent it's like a wet hill staircase can you do a little google of flume it's a word that we're never allowed to know okay as far as we know it's just a tube for logs for up till now we've been we've been fluming steady and this chapter sees us edge up to that precipice dangle our teats asunder and then woof hurl down into the big splash mountain oh wow yeah so get ready they don't even get the suspense bit not well barely that's it because we go point, straight actually. into yeah, yeah it does do that i mean oh, good. from a pacing perspective there was nothing and there's like good. two huge things happening from a pacing perspective bad, is yeah. what you're saying yeah i woke up to the pleasant this is a great uh, proper back into ernest klein like yeah. chapter opener as well which you're going to enjoy that's the sound of us pouring wine not urinating in yeah the show. just so you're clear i woke up to the pleasant electronic chirp of the vintage analog phone beside my bed fucking hell now he's back with a bang is klein and one thing about that sentence was it asks a lot of questions you might have been wondering well what analog vintage phone was beside your bed shush i'll tell you <laughs> it because I, I, I thought he had the alarm clock from Back to the Future. Maybe he did. Maybe or, he forgot uh, about that. And then that. he had the, the alarm clock from fucking Groundhog He's probably got, realistically, multiple bedrooms that are like the bedrooms of different famous 1980s teenagers. He's got like Ferris Bueller's bedroom. He's got the alarm clock the Back from, to the Future from War Games. Yeah. God. <laughs> it was an Anova Electronics Communications Center Model 7000, manufactured in 1982. The very same sleek silver retro futuristic telephone that Ferris Bueller's best this, pal he, oh, Cameron Fry had beside his he bed. He keeps using this word retro futuristic which means nothing from his perspective his vantage, in time. Yeah. You can't call retro futurism only the time that it applied to a future that was then relatively futuristic. It no oh, longer is retro futuristic. I've realised how little I've missed this. When I got woken up by my phone, it was usually a bad sign. And it turns out that he's got this complicated array of like setups where he'll only be alerted out of sleep if something terrible's happening. Okay. And this, I think, is... And it's probably working on you now. If I look at your posture, I can see your hands are clasped. You're feeling the tension. They're clammy. You're feeling the clammy tension, right? Yeah. Then I realised... Uh, he realises what the problem is. My avatar's name had appeared in Halliday's old scoreboard last night with a blue shard icon beside it. This was trending at number one on the news feeds worldwide, no doubt. So he theorises that, right, oh, this is why they're waking me up. Because everyone would have seen, I'm top of the yeah. scoreboard, I'll probably have to go on Oprah, I'll probably have to go and do the like Jimmy Fallon, James Corden, 
have a chat with everyone, do some fake laughs. I crawled out of bed, wincing at the sunlight that flooded into my room as the wraparound window shades retracted. That's pretty well. That's very cool. Thanks for mentioning that. When my vision returned, I cleared my throat and took Faisal's call on the wall screen. That's a TV, I think, on wall screen. Faisal, for those who don't remember, he seems to be uh, Wade's sort of personal assistant. He's like his top, his right hand. I I didn't know we'd ever met him. Um, Faisal's like, what's up? Good morning. Sorry for waking you up. Um, I apologise for waking you, but I wanted to to talk to me about finding the shard, I said. I'm making a public statement, etc. But can we do it in a few hours, Faisal? No, sir, Faisal said. Insubordination. That was my first read. Whoa, he's saying like... I'm making the rules. To do. Yeah. yeah, fucking hell. Does, was, he, does he not know his place? I think Wade will remind him. He's going to be replacing him with a robot pre-chapter. once. What if Faisal just, after this chapter, is never mentioned? never mentioned, yeah. I was calling to make sure you'd seen the news about Mr. Morrow. Bum, bum, bum. Is, it, is that Og? Uh, that's Ogden Morrow. Now, Ogden Morrow, a little bit of... We're not going to hold your hand through the whole Ready Player extended universe, but he was the co-founder of the company that created the Oasis alongside Mark Rylance. And he's the widower yeah. of Kira. Kira. Yeah. He was originally called Kira something else. But but Mark Rylance wanted to do her yeah. as well. And so did everyone, it turns out, at the time. Oh, really? She was she was a sort of Helen of Troy figure. Okay, in, cool. In the 1980s. And it's 70s. weird how there was. It's not more. she's not taken more of a central role. No, well, really. she was fortunately dead, so he didn't have to ever try and okay, write her. Okay, good. Um, so this probably feels to you like, I don't know, you know sometimes you're reading something or you're watching something and you have that moment of like, you, it feels like your gut has just sunk. A gut sink. Where the, 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 the twist comes. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I hadn't even no, been thinking this about wasn't. Og Morrow. And no. now, Not since at least took, 15 pages ago when he was last mentioned. Which is mentioned. about six months in our lives. <laughs> and so because we've taken our eye off the Og ball, now without our supervision... He's, don't tell me he's dead. We'll have to find out. I felt my heart rise into my throat. Og was in his mid-70s. He'd appeared in good health the last time I'd seen him being interviewed, but that was months ago. Had he fallen ill? Or been an accident? Been an accident, doesn't make sense. Had I waited too long to make amends with him and missed my chance? He's missing, Faisal said. Possibly abducted. The police aren't sure yet. The story's all over the news. Isn't that the case of anyone who's missing? Possibly abducted. Yeah. Let me think about it. Yes, I think it is. <laughs> Even if someone's possibly not abducted, missing, possibly not, possibly, possibly not just lost, possibly wandered off in the woods. Um, he was mid seventies. Because I know you've always you called yourself an oghead back in the early days because yeah. you said that of the characters like this was one you really resonated with. How does it feel to know that your hero, a kind of father figure to you in the Ready Player, my idol, yeah, yeah, has he's possibly abducted, but definitely missing. <sighs> Abducted is a, a best case. Both are hard. Yeah. Both are hard. Um, abducted, it feels like maybe there's something you can do. Yeah. But it's also tragic to know what evil could be befalling him. Someone could be torturing him. Just missing is like, at least he hasn't been abducted. But he could be dead. But he could have, he could have just... Sewer. Yeah, anything could have happened. And there's nothing maybe I can sewer. do. I've got no idea. Go on. He could be... I just was thinking he could be in the sewer. Well, one of the options. Why would... Why it's, would that be? It's sometimes when people are missing, that could be where they are. Why, but why has that come to mind? I just... Uh, it was just a worst-case scenario, because it stinks. It's not the worst... It's horrible, though. It's not it? the worst place he could be. Go on. Well, he could be dead. In the sewer. 
is what I'm thinking. He could, be, he could have been like slowly crushed yes, to death and, inside a car compactor. Yes, and it, it was full of down shit. In, <laughs> into the old water refinery that I call the sewer. Uh, yeah, no, we're taking it hard. We're taking it hard. We're taking it very, very hard. The news feeds are full of headlines like Ogden Morrow missing and other headlines. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Why did he bother specifying? Like, of all the things you could trust a reader what to What are they imagine, saying? They're saying, they're saying, <laughs> they're well, saying, he's not there. They're saying possibly a, no, they haven't, no, they haven't caught that he, angle. Are they saying he's there? The opposite. <laughs> They're saying the opposite. He's not there. Jesus, I muttered. When did this happen? <laughs> when did this come in? <laughs> These days, Ogden Morrow is missing. <laughs> Last night, Faisal said, Mr. Morrow's home security system, surveyed... Now, you're a bit of a detective, right? You, you watch Robert Langdon's symbologies. I, I, not as much of it as I'd like. What I'm going to say is that now we want to start to engage those little grey cells because okay. there might be a mystery here that we can start to piece together ourselves and, and really bandy that Are you teasing forth. some future Poirot content on twitch.tv slash Maybe. Oh, no. Um, Mr. Morrow's home security system, surveillance cameras and robot sentries were all deactivated at exactly 7 o'clock Pacific time. So write that down. It's Pacific time. 7 o'clock Pacific time. He doesn't say morning or night, actually, which is not very helpful, but we'll assume night. They all just shut off. When his staff came in the morning, Mr. Morrow was gone. He didn't leave a note and there were no signs of a break-in. One of his telebots is missing and so is his private jet. Transponders disabled. Mm. And Mr. Morrow's phone had been turned off too. The police think he, he doesn't feel like to go off the grid. It doesn't feel like he just wandered off randomly. No, it feels it? bland, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But do, gut check: Are you thinking Morrow is facilitating his own departure? Is he being cajoled? And yeah, I, I'd like to think so. He's he's an action kind of guy. I, I think that he's figure. a dark horse here. Yeah, I think Wade's sort of written him off a bit. Because he's old. Because he's old. And he's got a funny name like Og. Og. You yeah. can't take anyone seriously. Like a that. caveman noise. Og. Oh, if you're you think right. about it, yeah. You, you've done him. He's you've done him there. Um, so the question that Wade asks is like, well, that doesn't sound like he's been abducted, right? That sounds like he turned all his stuff off and flew away in his plane and doesn't want anyone to follow him. Well, no, no. If I were going to abduct him, I'd probably want to turn off all his security. Yeah, I think the chat. I think the thing is, there's a good technological reason for this. It's what we would call uh, a fun detail, which is that the security system they've got very good, very hard to turn off unless you are uh, unless you're him the person, uh, and it's actually the same one Wade uses. I'm sure that's going to be plot relevant good. at some point. Who could pull that off? He says, referring to like disabling all his shit. I nodded. I had the same Odinware system as Og. Have we heard the term Odinware before? I think we I have. Is it the people f- that made the like the weird spider bot that he sleeps in? Yeah, maybe. I, I feel it's a terrible acronym for something. Yeah. The same robot sentries were guarding my estate at that very moment. I like this sentence. It was the best home security tech available. Or at least the most expensive. <laughs> Wade is just e- so tasty. Either is fine. Yeah. Um, the question now on everyone's lips is like, well, okay... It does Occam's razor, Ogham's razor, maybe. Oh, hello, episode title. (laughs) It sounds to me and to any reasonable person like, given how expensive this equipment is, it must have been, uh, it must either be like an incredible power that has overcome the great mind of Og, or Og is himself doing this. And then the question is, well, what's the motive? Why would Og want to? Faisal shrugged. We're wondering if it's somehow linked to your discovery last night, he said. Congratulations mm. on that, by the way. Thanks, I said, feeling a tinge of shame instead of pride. And that's sad because he 
He should be celebrating, but now he's well, he shouldn't made feel, feel ashamed. He shouldn't feel proud, because all he did was pay a billion dollars <laughs> to someone else who found it. That's, but he only got that billion dollars because of his contribution to the marketplace of ideas. Oh, so I see. If you think what what you're saying is, is that just, billionaires, they got there because they worked harder than yeah, us. Well, a billion dollars is just a billion reminders of why he deserves the lifestyle that he has. And, and he hasn't he, just got one billion dollars. So he, he gave away yeah, one billion dollars. Org had asked me to abandon my search for the seven shards years ago but he'd refused to give me a reason or tell me anything about the riddle, which had made me only more determined to figure it out on my own. How had he reacted last night when he saw that blue shard appear beside my name? Which is because when he got the shard, the scoreboard from Ready Player One dings into life and it says, Parzival, one blue shard or some shit like that. Did Mr. Morrow contact but like, you? But like, you know, is it a scoreboard if he's the only one who can get them? It's one of the great philosophical questions that Klein ponders in this, in this dense text. A treatise. Did Mr. Morrow contact you, Pfizer asked? No, I said, shaking my head. Og and I haven't communicated in over two years. And then in italics, because I wouldn't stop hounding him for information about his dead wife. <laughs> Which is quite honest for Wade. Like That's yeah. quite a good level of self-reflection that we don't normally see in Watts. Again, though, it's, it's an interesting level of self-reflection that he, like all his self-reflection only managed to achieve after the damage was already done. Yeah. And and even if it, the opportunity came once again... He would be doing... He'd, he'd be hounding the shout. If anything, he wants more. Yeah, he needs more. Um, anyway, there are a bunch of reporters gathering at GSS at the at the building to try and find press statements. They want a release about, you know, finding the Shard, but also about finding, finding Mr. Og. Because yeah. that's really top of everyone's minds. We've already got our security firm out searching for him, sir, Faisal said. And we're sweeping the global sensor nets too. If his face, voice, fingerprints, or retinas get scanned anywhere, we'll know about it immediately. Good. Good sign. That's a good that's a good globe. Yeah, that's what Snowden That's wants. what I want to live on. Um, do we still have a GSS security team at Ogs Estate? asks Wade. Yes, and we have a telebot on site if you'd like to have a look around. And have a look around he would like to. So what he does is he sort of remote controls a robot. And I want you to think of this, because when I was reading this chapter, nothing, it didn't strike me as that weird. But as soon as you reread it and you think, what did this actually look like? All of what is about to follow in this chapter is from the perspective of some kind of undescribed telebot robot that Wait, Wade is piloting. Hang on. So he's, Un- yeah, undescribed? As of yet. He hasn't gone into a great level of detail. And I think I think this is the reason that this is the only thing he doesn't go into insane detail about is that there's no robot that could tick all of the boxes that he wants it to tick. Right. Just as a, you know, uh, things to look out And for. also, he's got to leave the opportunity open for the robot to be able to do ever more things. Yeah, yeah. That's much so like the robes of Anorak. Yeah. Well, actually, they float the idea that the robot could have kidnapped Og. So, so <laughs> just think about that, first of all. Like the serial killers turning up to look for their own victims. Yeah. <laughs> but, this robot is rolling oh, around could, with Wade going, oh, <laughs> Those oh my tracks goodness. look like a robot. I must have left them myself. Don't look over there, Rog's not over there. <laughs> but like, so just, this is a bit of a spoiler for what's coming up, but we're about to get there. Things that the robot has to be able to do. First of all, it has to be able to like drive itself around. So is it, it, sorry, tracks. can I say this? Is it one of those robots like, is robot Max Hedrum, whatever the fuck it's called, who chats to him? Uh, no, it doesn't appear to be a chatbot. So it doesn't have to be that smart, but it has to be able to drive itself around. But they think it may be kidnapped... Well, what they think is that someone might have programmed or controlled it to do, like, okay. maybe to hold a gun. Like, that's the thing. I don't know. How to 
I don't know what threat a robot could say to In you. my mind, this robot is Thing from the Adams family. <laughs> but like, we've got a robot vacuum cleaner in this flat. And if it came up to me, like if someone hacked into it and drove it up to me and said like, you give me all your money or I'll shoot you. I would just kick the robot. I would, like, you'd lift it up yeah, slightly. Just flick it and it would start freaking out. But so the robot, the telebot needs so, to yeah, be able on. to. So yeah, here's the things. He has to be able to remote into it from 2,000 miles away and it has a camera that he can see everything and drive around, including going up and down stairs. Cool. That's legs, right? You can't do that with wheels very easily. Not unless it's got that like tri-wheel yeah, thing yeah, that some okay, people's so suitcases that. have. It also needs to be able to kidnap a man and force him onto <laughs> a, a plane and then maybe also fly the plane. So that what? those are some other features. What? Or at least program autopilot in some way. So that's another feature that they are, they're positing the robot might have. It also needs to have an index finger that can trace an inscription on a gravestone. Sorry, what? Which we're going to see later on. What? And it also needs to be able to pick flowers. So just try and conceptualize. I think this is. I mind. think it's literally a robot like man. Yeah, it's just like a big cyber. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's quite strange. This is obviously why he never goes into that. I hope it moves time. so slowly. I hope in the movie they're just yeah. fucking foul. <laughs> they're just <laughs> so <laughs> scary. It's Alicia Vikander from Ex Machina. They're gonna get no. They're gonna get fucking C-3PO oh Anthony Daniels he'd love he'd jump at the opportunity to get in another fandom that creep I hate that man Um, now he he gets he wants to telebot in who wouldn't I mean as soon as I hear about bad news I I I say where's my telebot and I get me the telebot get me the telebot listen to how he disparagingly refers to this process I got dressed and ran down to my office. Then I climbed into my conventional Oasis rig because it's not the only one. So he has to uh, remind us that like this is this is from why? old book. He he has to go into his old Oasis rig to interface with the telebot. I why? don't know why. I don't know why. That's an artificial limitation. This is so stupid. There's yeah. no limitations until for some reason there just like, is. he just wants to do something slightly different. He appears reason. in Og's space now. He's like. 2,000 miles away. Og lives in Oregon. He lives between some mountains. And what you may remember... Oggagun. Yeah. What you may remember is that he uh, made his estate look like Rivendell from The Lord of the Rings. From the outside, it looked like a perfect replica of Rivendell, as it appeared in Peter Jackson's film adaptations of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Several waterfalls were visible in the distance, spilling off the peaks beyond the enormous houses and their grounds. It's it's a beautiful sounding place. I love it. Yeah. Or could literally well, move mountains. But I, I, I'm not, I'm not crediting Klein with that. Oh, because he didn't invent Rivendell, you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah He's just describing. He did invent the idea of what if Rivendell were in my book. So that's <laughs> he, almost better. He invented the idea of what if Rivendell were in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which Tolkien so, never. Yeah. He did, he, what pussy? He wanted it to be in Middle Earth for some reason. I hope the Amazon series rectifies yeah. that. Orc had literally moved mountains and rerouted rivers to make the fictional valley of Imladris a reality here in this secluded place. He kept the cost no, of the project now, to see. Now, hang on. Oh. I, I thought he was in the Oasis. Uh, no, he logs. He puts on the Oasis gear so that he can control the telebot. Oh, I see. The telebot yeah. is in real life Oregon. Yeah, so the telebot lives in Oregon and then he can pilot it around in some unspecified. Yeah. Very high. Well, the fact that it lives in Oregon already makes it suspect number one. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It had the means. <laughs> means, tick, motive, doesn't I, being piloted. I, I went into the Oasis and started piloting the telebot that lives next door dog. <laughs> the telebot that was standing over the corpse of a Tell man who, although his face had been driven into the dust, had a specifically og like tooth. Um, He'd kept the cost of the project a secret, but some estimated he'd spent close to $2 billion. That's two shots. 
a higher price tag than Buckingham Palace. Can you imagine? Higher than Buckingham? Oh, hang on. Hang on, I'm trying. Gazing at it now through the Telebot's eyes, it seemed like money well spent. It it was. Well, it looks like Rivendell for $2 billion. So does... Do you know what else does? Go on. A picture of Rivendell. If you had $2 billion, you're telling me you wouldn't design an elf coven? It would be maybe second to last thing on my list. What would be the bottom? Hobbiton. <laughs> oh, no, Hobbiton's nice. Um, oh, yeah, this is... Oh, yeah, well, I'm not... You, you can make Hobbiton for about 100,000 oh, yeah, quid. Um, you just put circles in a hill. Yeah. That's it. This is another aspect of the robot that I like, which is that he disconnects it from its, like, charging dock. So, at the moment, it's just basically... Why did it, why did it need charging? Why had it been so busy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had been showering. He finds it, and it's like... It's like I, I, this, I hope this is like the guiltiest <laughs> bar of all time. It's constant. Every time he gets an instruction, it's like side eye. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is another thing that the bot can do. He says, um, two GSS security officers standing nearby waved at me and I waved back. So what is the robot doing to communicate waving back? It's got a big robot arm that it just... I, th- I, I, I think it's definitely just a guy. I think it's, it's really a cyborg. Upsetting. I love, imagine being like a GSS security guy and knowing that like, instead of asking you to look into any of this shit, Wade would rather pilot this <laughs> stupid, bloody bar. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, clunking around. Dragging they, a big corpse on its They shoe. have to open doors for it. Because <laughs> that's the one thing it can't do. I took a quick look. So he goes inside the house. There's ornate elvish runes, as you'd expect, as you'd hope. He swings open the door and he takes a quick look around the foyer. Og owned four telebots, all brand new Okagami TB6000s with gleaming gunmetal blue chassis and chrome trim. Three of them were still in their charging rack, just inside the front entrance, but the fourth one was missing. What? It had disappeared the previous evening along with its owner. Hmm. Mm. What are you thinking? This bot sounding sus? Sounds pretty sus, to be honest, because why would, why would the machine and the owner be missing? Yeah. One or the other, preferably the machine. If it's, if it's our <laughs> but like you know, I'll take I'll take either. What follows now for a few pages is he just goes around the house looking at stuff and not discovering anything interesting. Oh, that's good. Giant. That's a good use of pages. It is fantasy artwork covering the walls, stone gargoyle statues, and antique suits of armor. Yeah, it's all pretty. It's, yep. it's gamer stuff. Sounds like yeah. I didn't spot anything out of the ordinary, but I didn't expect to. <laughs> I, when I was reading it, I did expect him to, and yeah. I was disappointed when he flagged What he said was, I didn't find anything unexpected, but I didn't expect yeah. to. Great. I put on my imaginary Detroit Lions ball cap and shifted my brain. What do you mean, your imaginary? Detective oh, mode. fuck off. Yeah, it's a reference. It's but, a reference. like, you can't say that in a book where part of the whole point is that there are many times where your imaginary one, you literally would yeah. be putting it on it's in the only. Um, so he drives around he talks about telebots they're used to perpetrate all sorts of crimes but you almost always catch the person who did it because they have to log on with their Oasis credentials yep. so the only way to pilot these bots is through the Oasis um, and you would think that that would mean that Wade would be easily able to kind of check who it was yep. but all of the records have been mysteriously wiped that's wait weird. no but surely the robes of Anorak super user abilities he could I get know, them back I know it must be is, a real they, feeling of, of impotence are you saying that the robes of Anorak don't allow, don't permit him to look in the recycle bin it's crazy <laughs> but no um, so if Og had been taken against his well why didn't he trigger any alarms why weren't there any signs of a struggle Og was in his mid 70s but he still would have put up a fight unless his kidnapper had bound and gagged him or drugged him 
Or it knocked it, him unconscious. It makes it sound like he wouldn't have put up a fight if someone tried to bind and gag him. Yeah, no, <laughs> I wandered the hallways aimlessly, not sure what I was looking for, until I found myself standing by the closed door of one of Og's guest rooms. It was the room where Samantha had stayed during our week-long <gasps> retreat here. Oh. It was also the room where she and I made love. No! For the first time. Wait, they were Brackets. fucking in Og's house! Brackets and the second... Third and fourth. Oh! They never fucked five times. Why, what, they, why were they fucking in Og's house? It was because that was the first time they ever met, was at the safety of Og's house. They hide out at Og's house in Ready Player One. And that's where they bone? That's where they fuck. And then? Og, Og watches in front of the telebot. He telebots in and they think it's just, they don't know about telebots. They think it's, it's just like. They think it's one of those suits of armour yeah. stood against the wall. But actually, it's Jack jacking off. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, here is a good pause, I think, for a little interstitial content because. What we're building towards is one of the... Well, we've already had that huge revelation, right, about Og going missing. I can exclusively reveal there are two more big revs. Whoa! Well, I'll, I'll try and keep the interstitial content brief then for the time being. Yeah, may as well. Um, listen, I thought it might be... Not, because the interstitial content so far... I'll, look, I'll throw my hands up and say... It sucks. It's not been very it's nice. It's been Chuck Wendig. It's been Chuck Wendig. It's Jack. been Elon Musk. Yeah. Or it's been uh, what was the first thing we did? It was it was Klein himself, yeah, so, jacking yeah. it off about himself and his so own band. So we've gone a step towards something more wholesome, maybe because I did always want this to be edutainment. You know, I'm very committed to education. You are, and I was hoping maybe we could share like good advice for all the writers out there. It's exactly that. Perfect. These That's are so good to hear. Thanks for doing that. These are Stephen King's top twenty rules for oh, writers. Okay. So I thought we'd have a little look at that and see how because they seem to be written. They, they seem to be taken like excerpts from on writing, yeah. which is very good. It is a good book. Um, and there are some some that are, I mean, like in terms of the rules, I think we we for the most part agree. Yeah. Um, and then maybe what we can do as well is think about how because obviously they relate. Ernest knows about all these rules because he's a professional writer and wordsmith. Yeah. So we can think, well, okay, how has that rule been deployed here? That's a really good idea. And I think also maybe to sort of think about them in relation to Chuck Wendig's tips and how they were presented and see how that's yeah. going. See if, see if King missed any of Wendig's big tips. Yeah. So the first is, first write for yourself, then worry about the audience. So Klein's only done the first bit. He's done that. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's done the first bit to death yeah. for two, uh, possibly three books now. Says when you write a story, you're telling yourself the story. When you rewrite, your main job is taking out all the things that are not the story. Mm. Your stuff starts out being just for you, but then it goes out. Okay. And I think you're. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, and that the rewrite section never it didn't happened because happen, he wrote this <clears throat> book. I think he dictated it into his notes app, and that was it. And that was all. Sent that, that off to the publisher, and yeah. all they did was put some full stops in. That's, not even all of them. Yeah, at best. Number two, don't use passive voice. That's an interesting one to put at number two. Mm. Um, I don't I don't think I've seen too much of that in Klein. I suppose I suppose a lot of it is like I was awoken by. Yeah, I suppose. Right? Um, because everything has to be the active party in all of this is some sort of bullshit piece of retro tech. Yeah. Retro and therefore... Tech. Uh, sorry, retro futuristic yeah. tech. Or some sort of reference that's happening to Wade. So I suppose there is a bit there. I had to have a go. I was... <laughs> I was having a laugh, having a go at one of my students yesterday. Um, and not yesterday, because it was Saturday. Yeah. On Friday. Um, because they they had forgotten some homework. And then they separately told me they didn't have their book. But for a different reason. Oh, no. And the reason... That's a big coincidence. Yeah. And I said, um, what? how come you haven't got your book? And she said, it got wet. 
Oh no, it got wet. And I said, that's a, a powerful use of the passive there. It got <laughs> spontaneously, it just of its own accord, it, it, it got wet. And I went, how did it get wet? And she went, why, well, it got water on it. <laughs> and it got, that's very good. it's got water on it, sourceless, sourceless <laughs> water out of nowhere. And I, I asked her again, I was like, where, where is it now? And she said, it's being dried. Wow. <laughs> I was like, hmm, really interesting. interesting. But um, I also had another student in a different year who said that their, their book got wet. But they were much better at, at sort of like steadily revealing the lie in some very funny stages. They were like, oh, I was like, where's your book? She went, oh, it got wet. And it got wet. How did it got wet? She went, oh, I spilt my water on it. And you spilt, do it. I spilt your water on it. And she went, why I was orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> My water was in the it was form of orange. orange juice. Yeah. Potato, potato. Um, I was yeah. just thinking more about that rule, and I think, I think, although passive voice is not something I've been tracking, I think Wade is an intensely passive figure in the book. Right, he just feels like an avatar himself. Yeah, ironically, like he's stuff sort of happens to Wade, or he makes decisions only in so far as it was like either he could have done anything, and so we don't really ever feel the mm. weight of decision making or it was the only thing you could do next yes i think that the 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 most passive thing in the book is the supposed puzzles right because there's no active puzzle solving because yeah. the the answers are anything that klein is thinking of at that time yeah. there's no ability as we've said before like it's not like we have all the information no or in, or any of it i was talking case. to someone else about this the other day at work and i was saying i was using the agatha christie comparison yeah. and i was like in an Agatha Christie, like, you get all the information and you can make a little guess. Yeah. And then, oh, actually, it turns out it was this, blah, 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 blah. Whereas this is like an Agatha Christie, if they turn up and went, here's the 20 characters, uh, which one did it? And, and you go, And you go, uh, this one? And they go, no, it was secret character number 21, <laughs> who we didn't mention. No, that wasn't a murder. <laughs> who was from space. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it says timid writers like passive verbs for the same reason that timid lovers like passive partners. The passive voice is safe. Wow. The timid fellow writes, the meeting will be held at seven o'clock because that somehow says to him, put it this way and people will believe you really know. Mm. It's like, throw back your shoulders, stick out your chin and put the meeting in charge. Right, the meeting's at seven. There, by God, don't you feel better? Wow. He says to avoid adverbs. Yeah. The adverb is not your friend. Consider the sentence he closed the door firmly. It by no mean it, it's by no means a terrible sentence, but ask yourself if firmly really has to be there. What about the context? What about all the enlightening, not to say emotionally moving prose which came before he closed the door firmly? Shouldn't this tell us how he closed the door? And if the foregoing prose does tell us, then isn't firmly an extra word? Isn't it redundant? Yeah. And Klein of course doesn't do too much adverb, but he does he, he will never use one adjective where he could use three. <laughs> like yeah. Every single time. The vintage, analogue, shiny phone or something. Retro-futuristic. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, his, the things that he chooses to describe are themselves redundant. Because, yes. because they're not, nothing about this is actually about the plot or the story of the world. It is just about it's him about the getting stuff. the list. Yeah, the list the, of the stuff things that, that are in there. thought of. Yeah. Um, he says the exact same thing as we've said before about avoiding adverbs, especially for he said and she said, yeah. which we've mentioned before, I think, a couple of times. There are two more that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or in fact, three more. Three more that we'll do before we, um, we move return. on. We, before we return to the... Because I'm eager to get back. I yeah. want to know what's going on. Well, the flume I want to know how many more people these this robot's killed. Yeah. Um, there's 
he he follows the the adverb stuff with but don't obsess over perfect grammar. Uh-huh. Um, language does not always have to wear a tie and, and lace up shoes. The object of fiction isn't grammatical correctness, but to make the reader welcome and then tell a story, to make him or her forget, wherever possible, that they are reading a story at all. Yeah. Which I find a really interesting one, A, because um, Klein doesn't necessarily do this with grammar, but you are never allowed to forget that you're reading a bullshit story, yeah, are you? He never, because there's never two things that happen in a row. No. There's, there's one thing will happen, maybe per chapter if you're lucky, and then the whole rest of it is just thinking about the ramifications or the build-up or the tech that was involved or what the what H is going to say mm. when she dials in on the fucking future phone on the wall screen. Or whether that guy's fucked Japan back to yeah. good numbers yet. But also not even in an, a way that reveals anything about the character because they're all just such mundane concerns like it's probably the most book-like book i can imagine in that you couldn't get away in any other medium like if you watched a film and the film was just every 10 minutes you'd get three lines of dialogue and and seven and a half minutes of just shots of different things in the room close up <laughs> with their like brand names visible and then like and price uh, and then like interpolated footage of pac-man being played yeah. <laughs> like that would not fly no it wouldn't and you're just not it's just not actually a world you're not actually welcomed into this at all because because so little of it is defined you only find out about each new thing as it becomes relevant to that particular sentence yeah there's there are very few things that you can rely on like even with something like the oasis or the oni and i think as we've said the robes of anorak and this robot being perfect examples mm-hmm. they're able to do anything they need to at that point like there's no set rules to anything and therefore there's nothing like even you know fucker obviously but like jk rowling with like the harry potter verse there's like you can't come back from the dead like there's these you can't make food right like there are there are these core things that sound simple and dumb but they automatically shut off lots of avenues yeah and it's like, this cannot happen. So, like, don't even think about it. And it puts you more into the world and it gives things more stakes. And there are no stakes in this because anything could happen at any time. I think if on Wade died now, it would be revealed that the Robes of Anorak just records your personality chip. And you're back. And you're just, you're just even better. Oh, and he's six inches taller and his dick's bigger. And I also had a body, which is stands for, like, biologically <laughs> augmented double, yo. And it's just like he, oh, I, it's, it's, yeah, they just plug the chip it's into him, that and I'm back. Cool now. He's yeah. got a backwards <laughs> <laughs> and, and this one's fucked Artemis five times, right? Um, number six. Now, this one I like, A, because it's it's quite sincere and very sweet. But also, I think about this one in terms of relating it to Chuck Wendig. Yeah. Now, you remember that Chuck had this obsession Mostly with the witches, witches yeah. right? Um, if he wanted to do an image, then it had to be this weird, fucked up, bullshit, violent probably Sexually overtly violent, sexual yeah. thing that he that he'd written whereas this is this is Stephen King's alternative point six is the magic is in you mm, which is very nice, nice anyway I'm convinced that fear is at the root of most bad writing Dumbo got airborne with the help of a magic feather you may feel the urge to grasp a passive verb or one of those nasty adverbs for the same reason just remember before you do that Dumbo didn't need the feather 
the magic was in him That's all true. along. That's true. It's a very nice, it is. a very nice and then little reference. Maybe fucking Dumbo. And then he says, Dumbo, Dumbo, <laughs> Dumbo, Dumbo shoved his witches. trunk straight <laughs> oh, up a witch. No. Um, and then number seven, which again I think is a perfect um, foil to both Klein and mm-hmm. Chuck, brothers in arms, um, is read, read, read. Because I, I don't believe either of them does. You don't think Ernest Klein reads? I don't think he's ever read another book that wasn't his own. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's even read Chuck Wendig's Extended Universe Star Wars Fiction. No. Partly because I don't believe anyone's ever read no Chuck Wendig's Extended Universe Star Wars Fiction. Uh, but I certainly don't believe that Chuck reads anyone else's stuff. This book doesn't have the vibe of someone who has seen what a book looks like yeah. before, right? It's like something they heard about from an alien. Yeah. Yeah. You have to read widely, constantly refining and redefining your own work as you do so if you don't have time to read you don't have time or the tools to write that's very fair which is fair that is fair back to please 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 and let's see how he puts all of those into into effect so we've he's at the room where he fucked samantha room where he lost his virginity as well Um, (laughs) oh and it's been years actually since he was here so and i don't think he's he's like dicked down since so you can imagine the cocktail of heady emotions that he's feeling because weighed above all else he's an alpha male and he he's, is he's got the he's got the the sex drive of a king or a, a god emperor. yes he has the bot continues it looks at the arcade which is carpeted i don't know why you felt the need to mention that it was carpeted is that very good or is that very bad i don't know yeah it's Neutral fine it's me. fine yeah um and he's looking around og's house he seems to have sort of forgotten the reason that he's doing it because he starts just looking at photos and trinkets and just stuff rather than investigating what yeah. could be the murder of his like former That's fine. former just look at sensei. Shit. Noticeably absent were photos of children. Og and Kira had devoted the My most... house is full. <laughs> Chock full. You can't move. Some of the most famous babies from the <laughs> 1980s. Og and Kira had devoted the last half of their lives to making free educational software for underprivileged kids. Which is a, is a nice thing to do, but it's just it just does have a big, like, teaching people in, in the Global South how to code JavaScript. Kind yeah. Of vibe to um, Rather than just, you know, use your, yeah, give, your literal ability to change the world. Yeah. Kids like me... But they had never been blessed with any children of their own. I hate that expression. According to Og's autobiography, it was his and Kira's only real regret. What's, how can it be a regret? It was his regret. You can't regret if you're not blessed, blessed with them. You, I regret, I regret being not being blessed. I regret never winning the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Back outside the house, I followed the path of polished stones across Og's immaculately manicured lawn, taking in the stunning view of the snow-capped mountain range that surrounded the estate. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm there. And that all this reminds me of. I, I rewatched um, the Birdcage today, oh, yeah. and there's that scene where Gene Hackman's character is on the telebot. He's on the yeah, telebot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, where he's talking about the drive down from wherever he, they are down yeah. to Florida, <laughs> and it's just like five minutes of Gene Hackman just going driving through the states, looking at the changing seasons, the leaves, Immaculate the colors. The mountains, just like listing all the shit. Like it's just, it's fucking pointless. It's, it's proto Ready Player One. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that's the only other text that, that <laughs> I know he's in. Seen. He considers going into a hedge maze for no clear reason, 
but doesn't let himself go inside for Good. no clear reason. Good. Instead, I made my way over to the small gated-in garden where Kira Morrow was buried. As I stared down at her grave, I thought of Lohengrin, the Ozazero, and the clue she'd discovered by visiting the recreation of this place on E-Earth. Remember Earth, that's Earth? Mm-hmm. Something it had never occurred to me to do. The small garden... This is quite an emotional scene, so if I... I don't know, if I start to choke up, or if you start to... Like, yeah. That's fine. Mine I can cry. I was just going to say, it's interesting that he never thought to like look up the grave. Like yeah. it just, it's very funny and a very like, it, it's, it's almost a weird, quite a good bit of characterization. It's a good bit of characterization, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. He doesn't think I'll to give, do anything to do with her as a person. Yeah. Just I'll, like what she was interested in. I'll give Klein a bit of credit there, even yeah. though it probably wasn't accident. It was an accident. Yeah. The small garden that surrounded Kira's grave was filled with flowers that were every color of the rainbow. Wow. I picked one at random. There's only seven. <laughs> a yellow rose and placed it at the base of her tombstone. So remember, the robot's got to be dexterous enough to pick one flower, one flower. place mm-hmm. it at the bottom of the yep. tombstone without smashing it over back. And I think he forgot he was talking about a robot. Probably, yes. I think he forgot he was talking about... In his mind, it is a Roomba. It, this robot <laughs> is a Roomba. With a finger attachment. No, it's just that he is a Roomba, but then he... Yeah. Cli- uh, what's his name? Wade is there whenever he needs to be. Then I traced my index finger along the letters of the inscription engraved into its polished marble surface. Beloved wife, daughter, and friend. Oh, sorry. All I can think of is that... <laughs> That Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where he has to submit the obituary for his wife's aunt and he submits it and there's a typo in it so it says devoted sister beloved cunt (laughs) instead. (laughs) I glanced over at the adjacent gravesite reserved for Og. I once again found myself hoping that I hadn't... Imagine you just lying in it. <laughs> once again found myself hoping hey, that that wasn't him. <laughs> that I hadn't already missed my last chance to repair my friendship with him. So the stakes are pretty high. It's fair to say. Are you just thinking about life and Are death we fluming it right to the edge at this point? We're are we fluming getting... it big time. My thoughts on hypothetical alarms, he's thinking about the security system, were interrupted by a real one. The security alert klaxon in my home. What? This is his real home. What? He cuts what? up, he, he pulls himself out of the oasis or whatever the fuck he was in, yep. leaving the telebot just like <laughs> die, it just collapses to the ground. The telebot just like one finger oh, and a forehead no. on the gravestone. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the really suspect position to find. Uh, and his phone rings. It was Miles Gendel, is how I'm going to say it. It could be Gendel, but I'm going to Gendel. I reckon Americans love to emphasize Dell at the end of a name. Miles Gendel, head of GSS's executive security team. Halliday and Morrow had hired Miles in the early days of the company because he was an ex-Green Beret, who also happened to bear a distinct resemblance to a young Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's pretty cool. Now, after serving the company for over a quarter of a century, he resembled a much older post-governator Arnold. And he spelled Arnold A-H-N-O-L-D like uh, Arnold. Arnold. Like how he, you know how he talks? hello I'm Arnold like that uh, that's how he just talks every day that's not just a weird sort I of, accepted yeah. the call and Miles appeared on the wall screen two mentions the L- wall, screen. wall screen is taken over from the robes of Anorak chop sponsor he wore a grim expression I hate the way that's phrased we have a situation Mr. Watts he said Nolan Sorrento has escaped from prison. Who? Nolan. You don't remember Nolan Sorrento? I don't remember who Nolan oh Sorrento is. Oh my God, let me catch you up. Nolan Sorrento is the head of IOI, which is the, no, the not... developer that made Hitman. And in the first book, they were the rival GSS. They tried Aren't to they the people takeovers. who did the big pushing over of they, the caravan, really? He, yeah. He, Nolan started a kind of death chase thing with Wade, where Wade was in the Oasis and Nolan or his gang were in a van and they were all just driving around 
right. Colorado, and then bad luck, his aunt got crushed. And no Fuck, one surrendered. when that happens. Now, let me just tell you one... Can I, just before thing. you do, can I just say I, I love the hate the name Nolan Sorrento. It's good. I it's memorable. It. It's not good. It's the opposite. Oh, it's bad. It's got flair, though. You have to concede. Oh, that. it's got flair. Yeah, you're right. He was the head of the oology department Stop. at Iowa. What do you mean? Which is spelled... It's spelled oology. O and then ology. Um, and I, 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 yeah, no. I got that. And yeah. what that is, is egg, egg science, really, egg research, because they were looking for Halliday's egg. They were the gunters um, the, with the like financial backing. I hate and so, everything about this. Book. Let me just tell you what Nolan did, because I just want before, you to... Again, before you do, do you have to? Yeah, I do, I do oh, because I want to just... It feels like, you don't, it feels like you're choosing... Sort of, point of justice here okay as far as i know nolan sorrento is the head of this company where they got people or the, this branch of the company wanted to take over the oasis because whoever got all the gunting and won the egg they own the oasis and the company so ioi wanted to own gss but their takeover bid kept being rejected so they were like yeah. Fine, we'll just get the egg so they employed people to do it that's not illegal that's fine there's no rules against that you know no. you can hire people to try and get an egg um <laughs> I'm going on Fiverr right now to find one. Um, Now, yes, fair enough. Um, An aunt did get crushed. (laughs) Who's to say? As I understand it, Nolan did not push the trailers himself. I I heard that Wade did. (laughs) He might have commissioned or he might have, you know, told someone that they were allowed to blow up the trailer park, which led to this Rube Goldberg quite hilarious question are you saying that are you saying that Nolan Sorrento has done under the Rico well, statutes what I'm saying a bit is like Tony Soprano Nolan Sorrento <laughs> is on death row <laughs> <laughs> and I can't understand why like I'm not saying he's a good guy why is he going to be killed executed by the state for pushing a truck on one arm I hope it's like you know in the series of unfortunate events films where like when Olaf gets like arrested yeah. that he they want to part of his sentence is that he has to live through all the trials that the, the, the Baudelaire orphans did that like, Nolan Sorrento has to stand there still while ah. someone pulls a huge <laughs> bunch of caravans down he has to be chased by someone shouting the word egg egg <laughs> for like three months so okay Nolan Sorrento was on death row awaiting execution for Something. Does it say how you get executed in this, it in this world? He'd been serving time on death row at the Southern Ohio Correctional Colony, a maximum security prison located in Chillicott, Ohio, 56.2 miles due south of where I was currently standing. Wow, now, that's was boring. Weird. That's a boring detail. It's going to be really important when it turns out that Nolan knows how to run at 56 miles per hour. So he's going to be there <laughs> in like 57 minutes or something, or 63 minutes. Um so anyway, Wade immediately thinks, oh, fuck, Nolan's coming for me. Because Nolan would probably have a bone to pick with Wade. Um, however, Wade is also, like, probably the hardest person in the world to get to. He's got this yeah. great big telebox. Well, but hang on a minute. Og had the exactly. same system and it exactly. failed. Yeah, that's what And his alarms are going off. How did, it, how did he break out is what everyone's wondering. And Miles says someone hacked into the prison security system and let Sereno out. Then they locked the whole place down behind him. Miles said. Can I can I interject here? Because it was something I thought earlier, and I think it's the only way that this book could save itself and be good. Yeah. Is if the person doing all this is Wade while he's asleep, like some sort of Tyler <laughs> Ooh, Durden fight club esque thing. He's yeah. he's the one who got the telebot to kidnap Og. Yeah. He's the one because you know it's a it's bad news when he's awoken by his phone. Yeah. Why was he so tired? Because he's been out there. He was out there freeing Nolan Sorrento. Um, 
The guards and the entire prison staff were trapped inside the prison along with the inmates with no phone or internet access. Terrible. That's, that's bad. I was that's bad, to bad and convenient. Yeah. Sorrento's escape has to be connected to Og's disappearance somehow, I said, as calmly yeah, probably. as I could. This can't be a coincidence. Miles shrugged. No evidence of that. <laughs> very good. Good. My mind was racing now. This is a great sentence. This is very peak Klein. Sorrento was one of the world's most famous and infamous criminals. <laughs> That's really, really good. So That's blah, blah, so blah. good. Why use why use one <coughs> version of yeah, the word when I can use a second why slightly longer to one reality when you can you can somehow be in the superposition of all realities, committing yourself to no particular plot or stance. I you know why he used both? Because he doesn't know what either means. Yeah, probably. Um, we learn a little bit about how Sorrento escaped and it's ve- it's really cool. You can picture that they've got big plans for this in the film version. Because Should I get quite... some like Ocean's Eleven music up? I like... would get something from maybe something a bit more like whatever the music is that accompanies the Joker in, in Dark Knight. Oh, wow. That beginning that, scene that... with the plan. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not that actually. Just maybe one rising note. The footage showed Sorrento walking calmly out of his cell just a few seconds after the door magically slid open for him. As he made his way out of the prison, he waved each locked door and gate in his path open with a broad sweep of his hand, as if he were conducting an orchestra he alone could hear. As he passed through, each gate closed and locked behind him, preventing pursuit. A few minutes later, you're going to love this, because you, you're already... I think you said you were sort of quite scared of Nolan Sorrento. Just his name, you found quite fre- it struck, fearful. It struck a sort of yeah. fear into me. Now this, oh my God, this is like mad lad level. Te- like, I've never been more scared. He's of crazy him. for this. A few minutes for later, real, real. Sorrento strolled out the prison's front gates, grinning from ear to oh, ear. Oh, that's weird. What's that? I may, while you do this, I'm going to find the tweet I'm thinking of. As the gates closed behind him, he turned towards the nearest security camera and took a bow then jumped into a self-driving car that was parked there waiting for him, and off he went. If he'd conspired with someone, thinks Wade, he'd probably communicated with him through the Oasis. And the reason for this is that, as we know, they didn't have, you know, you don't generally have internet access in prison. But here, Wade takes on a a kind of posture, rhetorical posture that makes him sound properly right-wing, as he condemned prisoners being allowed access to the Oasis. (laughs) Thanks to the humanitarian (laughs) efforts of Amnesty International, all US prison inmates were now allowed one hour of heavily restricted, fully monitored Oasis access every other day. But they were only allowed to use a conventional Oasis visor and haptic rig. Prisoners weren't allowed to use Oni headsets. And since Sorrento had been imprisoned before the Oni was even released, he'd spent the last three years reading about it on the news feeds without being able to experience it for himself. (laughs) What a loser. Wow, that sucks. Wade makes a, a good call, which is, let me start being the real detective. Let me start looking into some evidence. And he pulls up Sorrento's Oasis account to check. Like, when did he log on? What was he doing? But get this. Someone has already erased all of the records from their servers. No! This should not have been possible. Even our highest level account admins couldn't delete a user's activity logs. No. Hell, even I didn't have that ability. Wait, not even the super user abilities? What the fuck, I whispered. There was no other appropriate reaction. That's a great way to say, like, this is the one way I'd like you to, to react to this thing. We're hurtling towards the final revelation of this chapter because, yes, there is one more to have. Um... And what happens is, he's thinking all this, he's texting Faisal, he's spinning a lot of plates at the moment. He's got the whole, where's Og? He's got the whole, am I going to get got by Death Rose, Nolan Sorrento? He's got the whole, I want to fuck Samantha thing going on. And only to add to those problems, to drop a further 
trouble in his trouble hole, an alert pops up on his phone. No. Something's changed on Halliday's scoreboard. Uh, when I pulled it up, my avatar's name was still displayed there, so don't worry about that. Okay. With a single blue shard icon beside good, it. Good, good, good. But now a second avatar's name had appeared directly below mine, with another shard icon <gasps> beside it. The great and powerful Og. Oh, Og! He's it found could, one! It could only mean one thing. Ogden Morrow had just collected the first shard, which is what it could mean. That is what it means. Or he discovered a second one. Uh, I don't know if you can collect them out of sequence, but that's actually never discussed. Yeah. Well, yeah, who said that this is the first? I guess, was there a clue that led them specifically to the first one, and mm. now the first one had a clue that would lead to the second? That's no. my, my thinking is it's probably that. But yeah, Ogden Morrow has found a shard. Uh, allegedly the first. He is freaked out. Why would he start looking now? Was he determined to restore the siren's soul before I could? And how had Og even been able to pick the first shard up? According to the riddle, only Halliday's heir was supposed to be able to do that. And we remember the phrase in italics, for each fragment my heir must pay a toll. Except that technically, and I love details like this in a book, and I, more broadly than that, I love sentences that start, except that technically, except that comma. Technically, yeah. Except that technically, and I did forget to mention this in my own book, uh, Og was Halliday's heir too. In, oh. the, in the sense that Halliday had willed his collection of classic arcade games tomorrow, which is not a traditional definition of the that's word how I. That's how I intend to <laughs> denote my heir. Yeah. Um, I don't have any uh, classic arcade games yet, but as so soon as I get one... The technicality is that everything in Halliday's will went to Wade, apart from the arcade games. So by virtue of being willed to arcade games, this means that... There is scope now for the plot to develop around. Technically, he could yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, you can't rules lower him out of He's going to take him... At, is, and this is why he stopped giving him information about Kira. It seems like it could be it, yeah. Um, he realises as well, it kind of his blood turning to ice, that this is a bad opponent to have in this race. Cause Og, oh, yeah. Og was banging Kira. 24-7! Now, they were never blessed with a child, but even that won't hold him back from having That doesn't knowledge. mean that he wasn't... Dicking yeah. down on and her all the time. He just knew everything about her. Imagine if that was the. They just forgot to have sex. The biggest regret <laughs> was we forgot we were never to do it. Blessed with fucking. Um, he tries to investigate Og's Oasis account. You'll never guess what. Blank as the day it was born. Oh, because Og and Halliday no. operate outside the law. <sighs> they can. They have a special Oasis accounts where you can't track oh, them. Fuck. You can't find anything. And do, does does Wade have that? He doesn't. I don't think he has. Oh, that. he's feeling. I hate to say it, but cucked by the great and powerful Og. He has been, hasn't he? I was still sitting there a few minutes later, staring. Og at doesn't Og's need no robe, robes of anorak. He doesn't. When another scoreboard alert popped up on my phone. Uh, a second blue shard icon had just appeared next to Og's oh! name, which was now above mine. Oh! I've just been bumped down to second place by the great and powerful Og. I bet Og didn't have to spend no billion dollars to get it, neither. I didn't really want to compete against him. <laughs> Especially because he was winning. <laughs> but my curiosity about the shards and the nature of the siren soul had only grown. And besides, I told myself, this was my best shot figuring out what had happened to Og. If I managed to find the third shard before he did, I could just camp its hiding place and wait for his avatar to show up. Now, I highlighted this sentence, which is, we're almost on the last page. I, I just, I was, yeah, I found the tweet I was looking for. The, so what was it? Nolan Sorrento, he walked out grinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, he did what he did, he did like a finger guns or something. Yeah. There's a tweet from someone called Scott Alkerman, or Ackerman, um, that's from a few years ago, uh-huh. that, which is famous. It said, been thinking about this since I saw Suicide Squad the other day. There's almost something chilling about the character of the Joker. Someone who finds the thought of crime to be funny. That is such <laughs> almost a good as tweet. if he's having a laugh. <laughs> That's such a good tweet. 
That's got big, that Pennywise tweet that was like, killing all those kids. Not, not cool. Not good. It's <laughs> very funny. Um, this sentence is so boring that it simply must, and I've said this a few times about very boring sentences, but this one must be cluing something that's going to happen. Right. A brief message flashed on my HUD informing me that a new firmware update for my headset had just been automatically <sighs> downloaded and installed. <sighs> Like this is the last. <laughs> this is the last page of the oh, chapter. Oh God! It's taken. It, I bet it took as much sen- as many words as did the revelation about the second shard. Yeah. Um, he enters into the Oni because he's got to go and start finding these shards or paying billions left, right and centre yeah. to find them. Before I could look at the first shard again, I received an urgent text message from Faisal informing me that an emergency GSS co-owners meeting had just been called to deal with a quote serious system stability issue. I let out a long sigh of frustration. Then I teleported to the reception area on the top floor of Gregarious Tower, wondering what else could possibly go wrong today. The answer, it turned out, was pretty much everything. Oh, no! End of chapter. Oh, fuck! Huge. Klein! Hasn't so much happened. There's a story! Hasn't so much happened. There's a story now! Oh, thank fuck! I feel... I, I, you know, I don't want to be the person who complains that it's too hot and then complains that it's too cold. But for me, too much happened in this chapter relative to how little has happened. Yeah, else. I'm a bit taken aback. Um, it, it felt like there was we were being pinballed between revelations. There's so much going on. Og's missing. Og's back. Og's found two shards He's now. Himself Nolan silly. Sorrento is finger gunning his way out of prison. He's 56.2 kilometers away. He's and, counting. Got, and and getting only getting closer. Yeah, it's crazy. That's amazing. I, I, at least it feels like there's something picking up. Maybe, maybe now is where We're you know that you know that like joke of like today was the day that Trump became president. Yeah. Like maybe this is the chapter where uh, Ernest writes a book. Yeah. Here's hoping. We're going to find out next time what happens. And, and just to forewarn you of that, we're back to the normal schedule. Now, we are. So that'll be in two weeks from today um, that we come back to these big bad books. I've just got to say as well, I've started watching Succession at long last. Thank and fuck. I was, I was about to, to talk the, to you. I was listening to the intro and I was like, this rings a bell. And then I listened back to yeah. our big bad books and I was like, oh yeah, I just want to say well done to me for parodying that very quickly, having listened to it only one time. Yeah. Because then I listened that was to what it I sent and you, compared them. Yeah, Declan sent me, he was like, I couldn't think of anything to do with the intro music. He was like, sent me the succession thing. Banged that out. And I listened to it, I was like, yeah, well done. Well done. That is close. It is some banging music. It is so good. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. We've got a bunch of stuff to plug, which I leave it to you to do eloquently while I have some water. So uh, next week we'll be having an episode of the original show, our OG show, which is nearly decade old now, I reckon, or something like that. That's a shame. Um, so you can find that at That's a Shamecast, or yeah. you can just head over to at Shame City on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and there's yeah, all the sort City of like gang. hub there. Shame.city is the website for all of the things that we do. Jeez. We're going to be doing much more regular streaming now again. We yeah. sort of already are, and I'll be there more and more now that I've got my own camera. Jeez. Although it's very zoomed in, and it's got a kind of like like a sort of like muted filter on it it's quite okay. nice yeah I can fix um, it <clears throat> but uh, that's no need <laughs> <laughs> I can fix the zoom didn't yeah <laughs> um, 
So uh, that's over at twitch.tv slash shamecity. Yeah, um, shame.city slash twitch if you can't remember. Whichever things. one you want. You, silly you can also go to shame.city slash discord. Come and join us there. There's lots of chat going on. That's where you'll get live updates. You'll yeah. get lots of news. You'll get chat with us in person. It's crazy. And if you're a patron or a Twitch subscriber, you get access to a special room that I've had to create a bespoke code of conduct for. Oh. Because there's been some people have been talking about the human's body in there and it was getting too And much. it was you. It wasn't me, it actually. It was you all the, the time. People were talking, talking about nasty filth and we had to really dive that back so yeah. if you like a fun structure was about gobbing down magic up and all sorts then this is really the place for you shame.city slash discord is there anything else I think that'll do I won't that'll it do. we stream Monday to Thursdays usually about 9pm UK time so come and check us out and we'll be back with more book next time until then I've been Isaac you've been I've been Declan see you on the flume take care guys take care guys